pretty sweet. All right, this is Christian here, and I have another guest. Her name is Mary Ann, correct? Yes, hi, I'm Mary Ann. Um, I've been doing Muay Thai for, I think, three years now. You have to talk up a little bit. Okay. Do I say it again? Mm hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm not, so with this podcast, um, I'm not doing any breaks or edits or anything. So, if there's like long breaks or if you fuck up something, like it's fine. I just want people to kind of see kind of that we're people or not like uh, personalities or nothing because that's what I'm trying to avoid talking to like big, big personalities that that's not who they really are. Mm -hmm. So you can redo the intro. We can just move forward if you want. It's up to that's you. That's fine. Let's just move forward. Okay. <laughs> All right. So how long have you been doing Muay Thai? Um, I've been doing it for about three years. Okay. Um, I actually, actually was 220 when I first started. Okay. So right now I'm like. My fight weight's 140. I'm around walking 155. Okay. So back when I was 220, I walked in around like 2014 in the old GMT gym. Mm -hmm. They were doing jump rope. You know how you do like the three-minute jump rope? I was like, fuck that. I can't do even a minute of it because I was so big and like my cardio wasn't good. Yeah. So for a year, I actually just did fitness at um, fitness boxing at title boxing. Okay. Yeah. And I raised my cardio and then I came to GMT and started doing classes and for the next two or so years um, I went to class like every day uh, took my level one test uh, did sparring and then from there like they finally got me in my first fight camp okay I was around 190 at that time so my diet wasn't was still off like, yeah no matter how much I worked my diet still kept me at 190 and then I went on the ketogenic diet um, and it took about three fight camps which is about a whole I would say a whole year Okay. Before I finally got my first fight at 145. Wow. So, like, they couldn't match me because I, I went from 190 to 160, still couldn't find anybody. Um, and then I went to 145, finally found someone. Okay. So, yeah, that, that was my three-year journey. And um, right now I'm trying to find another fight on the 18th. Okay. So was your initial goal weight loss or were you just trying to, like, or was it, were it you always was, planning on to do a fight? It was actually... Uh, to do my first fight because uh, when, when I had my first job it was just like a dead-end job like I was a front desk uh, concierge for um, you know a big company okay. and I sat there eight hours a day and um, I decided like I was gonna quit that job because a lot of people were just like you shouldn't you shouldn't spend your life like this and I was like okay well it's my first job you know let's let's go see the world and do something okay and when I came back um, after you know taking a small break from quitting my job and you know just going to see another country for a bit one of my one of my close friends uh, passed away from brain cancer okay like it had spread from her it was a brain tumor spread from her brain to her spine so like it was inevitable like there's yeah. no more chemotherapy that can help her with that and so she passed away um, and she was a little bit younger than me just a few months younger than me and I just thought it was unfair yeah. Like she had so many dreams that she wanted to do that she wasn't able to fulfill. Like she wasn't able to finish her college degree. I was able to finish mine. Yeah. She wasn't able to go overseas to teach English. I was able to. It's just like there's so many opportunities I was able to do, but I'm taking for granted. So I asked myself like at her funeral, I was like, if there's one thing that I really want to do if I were to die very soon, what would I want to do? And it's a very like visceral uh, wording like yeah. it's not very politically correct but I just I just really want to punch someone in the face like legally 
<laughs> like my whole life, my whole life, like some, like, cause I'm from a traditional Asian family. Okay. I love martial arts though. I started when I was four. I did Tang Sudo, which is a lot like uh, Taekwondo, but okay. like more uh, older version mm -hmm. of it. It's more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. It's like the more militarized version. But, um, I did that, uh, when I was four years old throughout my whole childhood. And then when I reached puberty, like I was starting to get like comments from my family. Oh, you know, that's too tomboyish. You shouldn't be doing that. You should be okay. more like a lady. So I got discouraged and I quit for the next 14 years. I didn't do any martial arts. Yeah. I played Super Smash Brothers just to, you know, live through a video game. Era. Yeah. But when that happened, I was like, what do I really like to do? Well, you know, I can't listen to everybody else. Like, this will fulfill my life. Yeah. Like, and if I were to die, and if I got, like, you know, at least, like, a couple fights, and I could say, like, I died happy doing what I wanted to do. Okay. So, yeah, that's what started it. Um, and I dedicated my first fight to her who passed away, okay. Isha. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was, like, one of the happiest moments of my life when I won that first fight. Yeah, and, that's... you know, even even just practicing every day and having the opportunity to, because when you start, like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you're just you're just a female, you're just a girl, and like they kind of ignore you, and so you have to prove yourself. So I come every day, yeah. I do Patrick every day. We're with Coach Nate, like Coach Nate, as much as he's like, you know, a shit talker. Like, yeah. <laughs> but but the thing is, like, he's really for a quality if you can prove yourself, and yeah. like. Like I work with him, and he really, he really respects me, and I really respect him. He's a yeah. great trainer, um, and he was one of the first people to believe in me uh, when I came here. And I was like, if he, if a three-time world champion believes in this girl, then I can do a fight. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just gotta show up. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty dope. So. Man, that's a, that was a lot. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you said you said you're shy, but you definitely like when you start talking about stuff you're interested in. So, mm -hmm. man, so you started it so you can be aggressive. Your your family. Yeah, they, my traditional fan. So I mean, they're really into martial arts and things like that, but they still want females to be feminine. Like traditionally, you should just get married. You should just be the wife. You know, you shouldn't do anything boyish. Yeah. You know, it's very like I have. I'm in a very traditional family. So I, them hearing that I'm fighting, they were just like, what are you doing? I have a niece, and like I always think about like when I'm not around, how is she going to protect herself besides mm -hmm. a gun and a knife? And I think like every woman should learn some sort of martial arts. Mm -hmm. I don't care what. And they have to get proficient at it, not mm -hmm. like the exercising martial arts and just mm -hmm. doing it to sweat. And like mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, it's kind of weird that they taught it to you while you're long, young, and then mm -hmm. you get a certain age, and they're like, no more yeah because i mean they did want me to because uh i'm an only child mm -hmm. so i was like the 90s latchkey kid they were out at work yeah. both parents and i had to walk to school so they wanted to make sure that i was you know protected and yeah. felt confident enough to defend myself and yeah to your point like you know a lot of women they should take a martial arts not just for the fitness side because yeah. it's really fun doing the fitness side but being able to know the martial art and walk around by yourself yes. and feel like you're safe because a lot of women like they walk around by themselves especially at night they don't mm -hmm. feel safe well i've never felt that way yeah. <laughs> like being able to train and you know being able to just know what my body can do like i just have the confidence to go anywhere where i want to and yeah. not have to bring anybody oh, not yeah. have to depend on anybody else like it just it's a great freeing feeling oh yeah you yeah. fuck some people up you, <laughs> I, I got scared the first time i saw you do a kick and i was like oh god damn no. i was like man that's that's how i want to kick and like i've been like fine-tuning my kicks and then when i see you or somebody else do punches, I'm like, oh, man, now I need to work on something else. So, like, 
it's it's a it's a it's a long process. Yeah. But I guess not that long, you know. It was three years, three years of coming, you know. Often. Yeah. But it, but it's it's worth it, like. Yeah. Especially like when you. You're passionate about it, mm-hmm. and it's it's funny that everybody in here likes punching people. Yeah. But like, you guys are the nicest people I've met. Like, I've <laughs> I've been in Jacksonville for about three or four years, and a lot of people are like really superficial and they're really shady, and it's kind of like you they show up trying to be really friendly and nice, but then when you like interact with them, you know, it's not like they're not genuine. But everybody here is genuine, so I, I definitely. Embrace that in Jacksonville, Thai. Yeah, and this place is really cool because uh, there's all different kinds of walks of life here. Mm-hmm. You know, we have different, you see the flags here. you got, yeah. like, Marines, Navy, and then all different kinds of ethnicities and belief systems. But we're all unified by one yeah. know, hobby or, you know, one interest, which is Muay Thai. Yeah. So no matter, you know, where you come from or what you believe in, you know, Coach Nate can believe in this, Crew Jobs can believe in this. Like, yeah. But we all still respect all come each together. other. Because... You know, because it's more Muay Thai, and yeah. it's great. Like you can let go of everything else that's bothering you and just hit something. Yes. And that just makes you happy person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that. That's definitely like where people kind of repress those desires. Yeah. Did you see Omar's uh, uh, news for Jacks? Oh, like, oh yeah. He said <laughs> it just feels really good to punch seconds, a man in the face. The first three seconds, he's like, I. I just, I just enjoy hitting people. Yeah. That's what I like to do. Let's just hit people. <laughs> yeah. That's not gonna make people come here. <laughs> but I mean, to like most fighters, like they feel like that, you know. It's just, yeah. It, there's a beauty in violence, and that should be embraced. Like a lot of people outside of the gym, they'll be like, "Why are you so violent? Like, why do you yeah. condone that? It's so politically correct." And I'm like, well, "Yeah." Where we're doing this in the ring, we're doing this in a confined space that's legal. We signed yeah. a waiver, and it's like, two mutual people doing yeah. something. That's it's more consensual than somebody shooting yeah. somebody. Like. It's not just some you know dumb brawl. Like you really mm-hmm. have to think about how you're going to fight. There's a strategy to it, yeah. especially Muay Thai and this gym in particular. We do uh, Muay Femur, which is like the evasive, a uh, classic Muay Thai style. Okay, so, like beautiful Muay Thai. Technical kicks, not just throwing punches everywhere. We're trying to evade, um, and yeah, just really think about technique when you're fighting. Okay. It's not just brawling and power and things like that. Talk a little bit more about it, because that's this is something that's new to me. Like I've seen the different types of Muay Thai. I've seen uh, you mentioned er- earlier about like being a, an aggressor, and I saw a video about like somebody taking more forward yeah. steps. Yeah, my, my personal uh, style, well, especially when I first started, I think I'm starting to pick up the Muay Thai because it's just, it's it's better to create openings and, mm-hmm. you know, find openings and, you know, than to force them open. But when I first started, like, I was just this 220 girl who just really liked the brawl, um, so I'm more of, like, the forward aggressive style. And in terms of boxing, like, my favorite boxer is Gennady Golovkin. Okay. And, like, he's very, like, forward aggressive, aggressor. Like conserve your energy, you know. Probably slip every now and then, but you can't really see. You're not. He's not like Canelo style, like evade, evade, you know, all that stuff. Um, and as far as Muay Thai, like Liam Harrison is also a, a forward aggressor. So he'll like catch kicks, throw it, and then punch, keep going yeah. forward. Like that's what I like to do. Okay. Um, but here it's a good. It's good to know, you know, that classic Muay Thai style. Um, I would say Semart. I think is Moi uh, Femur. Okay. So Moi Femur basically it's like 
it's, it's the classic Muay Thai. Like you're, you're doing technical kicks, you're evading, you're making you know your opponent miss, you're like messing with their head. Mm -hmm. Big Senshai, like he's very Muay Thai-mer. Okay. Like he's very tricky. So more tricky style, it's less about like, you know, using your strength, using your, you know, aggression. It's yes. Thinking a lot. Omar, he's Muay Thai-mer. Okay, I haven't seen, I've never seen Omar spar or anything since yeah, I've been here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, you know, if you see him spar, he kind of just goes easy, but if you see him fight, okay. like, he's very cerebral thinker. Okay. And, like, that'll, the, the good thing about Muay Femur, um, and even though it's, like, against my own style, because I, I just, I just like to brawl, like, I just like to hit things, and I like to feel, feel, like, the power of it, um, but the good thing about Moy Femur is that it, it can keep you fighting for longer. Because you're not getting hit as much. Okay. Um, you know, you're you're thinking about your moves. You're making sure that everything is thought out and calculated and drilled everything. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I would say look at Sunshine. I've been uh, looking at Samart. Matter of fact, one of yeah, the... Yeah, Samart is another one. One of the comics I read has a, a character that is kind of loosely based on him. Mm -hmm. And when I figured that out, that's kind of like... Comic is this? Uh, it's called uh, Kohin, uh, Karate Shoshuki uh, Minoru. Um, <laughs> and I know I just jacked that up, but uh, th that's probably like the most grounded martial arts uh, manga I've read um, because everybody's either doing karate, Muay Thai, or Jiu Jitsu, and like it's not, the main character's not always winning. Um, the fights aren't like hyper. Uh, they're not like Dragon Ball Z fights. They're really oh, grounded, okay. so it'll take a lot of pages for them to do stuff. But it's really simple, and they kind of like they embrace kind of parrying and also like the aggressive side of it. So it's kind of like showing the duality of somebody that's aggressive and somebody that's technical, and then trying to blend them together. But uh, yeah, you gotta send me that. Oh like, yeah. Like the only anime or like manga that I watch right now is like My Hero Academia. Oh no no. The, no, whole, no. the whole gym watches that. That's the only reason I know it. That's, man, I, so I'm not even going to lie, like, whenever people hop on to trains for stuff like that, like, I avoid them, like, I haven't really? watched Game of Thrones, I ha okay, I watched, I've never seen Game of Thrones, I've watched a couple episodes of My Hero Academia, and it's not, it's not terrible, I love it, <laughs> I think because, like, I'm so, I'm so seasoned, and I also, like, okay, you watch a lot of anime, yes, <laughs> every every Thursday, if I'm not reading a manga or an anime, like my life's not. Well, what's what's the top anime or manga, whichever uh, one? It depends. If you're talking about martial arts, definitely uh, Minoru, uh, Baki, and then either the the third one would be Shamu, um, or uh, Garuden. Dang, I haven't heard any of them. Like, yeah. what about the mainstream stuff? Oh, that's that's my issue. Like, I. Oh, you don't do mainstream. I like the mainstream, but after like Naruto and Bleach, like oh yeah, that, that was a two. Yeah. <laughs> those were like those were my mainstream one, and yeah. like being in like high school and not doing stuff over the summer besides going outside, like I just like type in everything. You see all the the nasty yeah. stuff, and then you see all the cool stuff, and all then the nasty yeah, stuff. yeah. There's a lot of like they do all the fan service, and then they'll. You get a hentai oh, ad, and like it's just like, oh no, okay. no, no. <laughs> so, like as I gotten older, like I figured out, like I like action, I like martial arts, and I don't mind like over the top stuff. But I have a preference for stuff that's going to teach me something. Okay. Um, and as long as like I'm learning something, either in the context or by the pictures, 
I'm good. And like a lot of the mainstream stuff, they take away, they stop teaching you stuff because, you know, it takes away from the story and it makes the story too long. Oh, okay. Like Bleach was really good because all the Bankai had a, like a special meaning yeah. and he's really artsy fartsy about stuff like that. But then when it comes to the action, like the action's like that. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of, man. I'll send I'll send you all the manga I've I've yeah. read. There's 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 even like uh, there's some samurai manga that I like. Like I'd 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 never want to fight somebody with a sword that knows, because looking at the manga it's just like God. It just takes like two seconds for I think shit. The to only be. samurai. Um, well, I don't really read manga because it's not time. Like I have to I have to watch the anime. Mm-hmm. Samurai Shampoo. Okay. Like, that was my favorite. Okay. That that's an OG. So you grew up. So you're probably about what twenty. You need to be between twenty five and twenty eight. Good yeah. range. I'm twenty seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that's <laughs> that's all stuff on uh, Toonami. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Samurai Shampoo. Uh, do you remember Zoids or anything? Uh uh-uh. Oh, that was a, a early morning. So you weren't up before four o'clock in the morning. Oh wow. That's very early. <laughs> that's military. Uh, yeah. My mom. Wake me up and have me ready for school, and I just sit watch TV tell it was time to go. Um, yeah, this gym, they're all about My Hero Academia and okay. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, uh, you'll see people wearing Dragon Ball Z stuff. Dragon Ball Z is an OG. Yeah. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is one of those ones that, like, it's underrated and it's overrated for the same thing the fights. Like, they, they stop doing martial arts when the powers get really strong. But that's what makes it cool. But then that's what made it cool when it was just Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like Dragon Dragon Ball Super? Um, I mean it's it's a lot to keep up with. Like I only remember the one segment in Dragon Ball Z between like Goku and Gohan and Cell. Okay. Like I didn't really watch Dragon Ball Super. I saw like that one first episode where he goes up like the big monster and like does like this really weird move. But that was the only thing I saw. I don't really keep up. I watch the Broly movie. Okay. There's just like so many things in that. Like I just like the characters in general. Yeah. Yeah. So I I stay away from the the movies because it's a set hour I have to commit, or the episodes are set thirty minutes. Oh yeah. So like I'll read the manga and I can get through like a hundred chapter manga, and. Yeah, but the, the, typically the chapters, you'll get some that are like 17 pages, some would be like 30, and you'll get some that are like 80 pages. I stay away from those. Um, but if it's like 20 pages or so, it's not a whole bunch of text, um, and I can get through 100 pages in maybe like four hours over the course of a month, mm-hmm. and that's like 10 minutes here, I'm at a stoplight, I'm on the toilet, like I'm not just like reading and not doing anything else um, but yeah this the the martial arts manga and anime that's kind of why i wanted to like i've always wanted to do it but my mom wouldn't ever pay for it because it's oh, so do martial arts yeah okay she don't want me to get hurt which is fine but that's like yeah. parents are like that yeah that's the sacrifice you have to make to be able to protect yourself so, oh when did you start Informally, I started boxing in high school, but that was just with friends. Okay. Because you never learn shit. Like, you fight, like, I don't know. 
I don't know if you've seen black guys like they fight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they do all that stuff with their hands oh, and okay. trying to look showy or you fight. Like copy, copy Mayweather. Yeah, like Michigan shoulder roll. Yeah, or Detroit shoulder roll. But they're doing it wrong, so they're like they're southpaw because they want their their dominant hand forward. Yeah. And the left hand's really just like to yeah. parry oh, stuff. That's weird. Yeah. Or uh, slot boxing and like just like you're trying not to get hit and just blah, blah, blah. I see. But, I mean, it's better moving than not moving, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like you get you get caught moving and you're yeah. not planted and you get hit. Yeah. Oh, that's worse than standing still and getting hit sometimes. And that's what I notice about like um, I think it's really bad to create a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I notice in like other schools that are more like informal, and especially they make you spar or they make you fight very early yeah. without learning the basics like it just you can you can see it from the get-go oh yeah like it, and it will get you injured um i think what's good about this place is that they're very meticulous about their foundation of classes mm-hmm. like they make sure that you repeat and you drill like the you know the foundation punches kicks footwork yeah. footwork is so important because if you know don't know footwork like that just messes up everything um, before you can get to a point where you join the advanced classes and then you finally can do sparring and you can finally fight. So I would say it would be about a year before you can fight. Okay. Um, other places, you can do it within a few months, but it's very dangerous to do yeah. it that way. Because some people, do they do hard sparring here? I, I can't tell if they're doing hard sparring or if it's like gentle. Um, well, if, if you're fighting, there's serious sparring. So okay. it's still, it, it's kind of harder then the light technical sparring that happens outside of the ring. Okay. Like you're inside of the ring and they do go a little harder. You want to simulate the actual fight okay. and the adrenaline, you know, build up that happens when you're in that fight. So you want to get in that whole mindset. Okay. So they do go a little harder. Um, they're not trying to knock you out or anything. You're wearing headgear, you're serious, um, and you're practicing, you know, simulating how you would actually fight. So um, that's just for the fighters who are actually fighting. So uh, eight week fight camp. Um, okay. Eight or six week fight camp. Uh, that's when they're in the ring fighting seriously or sparring seriously and then the rest of us who are level ones whether or not we have a fight coming up um, or if we don't have a fight coming up we'll fight on the black mats okay or we'll spar on the black mats and it's light and technical okay. so not too hard you're trying to find openings uh, very muay femur style uh, being evasive you know making sure you practice your checks kicks and you know the techniques that you learned in class and so because sometimes when you you do pad work or you do things in class you can do it on the pads and you mm-hmm. can do it in class but then when it comes to sparring yeah. like it's just not there yeah so that's that's why if you go hard like you're forced to fall back on what you're used to mm-hmm. so whatever you used to will come out but then you can't practice all the things you learned so okay. that's why the light technical sparring comes in um, and you can practice what you learned without worrying about getting hurt you're still gonna get tagged no matter what but at least it's like oh I'm not going to get injured. Okay. Like, I can trust that, you know, especially they're making people test before they do sparring. Because back in the day, like, you know, yeah, you had, you had like that one test, but now there's like several different levels mm-hmm. to make sure that you know the technique. Back in the day, it was just like one test or not even a test. Like you just, you just had to get permission from Crew Giles and then you could spar. A lot of people get injured that way okay. because they go too hard. They don't know the baseline. They don't know how they should spar. And then your ego gets in the way. Someone goes hard. Then they go harder. Then you go harder. You know, like there needs to be rules to this thing. So like these different tests and things like that yeah. and the classes and taking that long process to get to that point of sparring teaches you the baseline on like how you should, you know, act 
or how you should spar in the gym. Okay. Now, when you're fighting, that totally changes. It'll, yeah. It'll be like, be serious, you know, go a little bit harder, you know, you don't knock them out, but, you know, simulate how you're going to fight. Okay. That's pretty, I wanted to take my test, uh, the last one that came up, but they wouldn't let me. Okay, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would say a couple of months. Yeah. Um, yeah, just ask for jaws. It'll, it'll let you know. Oh, yeah. But I'll be ready. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, it's just, you know, surviving, I feel like. Making sure you know the technique. It's a lot of pad work, and then you'll do clinch. Mm -hmm. um, it used to be where it would be just one person in the ring, and everybody in the school watches you. So it's it's better now that you're in a group, and, like, you know, you do it all together. And mm -hmm. then there's still people watching you in the corners, but you got people holding for you. There's a group of other people doing it with you, so you don't feel so watched. Okay. Um, but back back then like when there was less people we'd do it in the ring and like kind of simulate how it would feel to be in the fight okay because it like builds that adrenaline rush okay there, there's still some of that but it's, it's better you're doing it with a group <laughs> okay yeah that's that's definitely what i like about here it's a lot of it's a lot of family stuff and everybody's kind of like they, yeah. they want you to be better like even like with me training with austin like i'll get frustrated about something he'll just tell me like chill out be patient yeah because um, it's not going to be perfect. I just have to keep. Yeah. And he always like. And it'll never be perfect, but it's yeah. just a it's a really long process. And the thing is, it's not going to be the same as uh, the way crew teaches it. Like whatever comes out, it's your own color, and that's what I'm realizing after my third fight. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, there's going to be techniques that I learned here, but I need to incorporate it into how my own style is. Because I'm a short person. You know, I'm not Austin tall, or I'm not Omar slick, or I'm not Ricardo big. You yeah. know. Like, everyone's style is going to be different based on who they are and how they act and what their mindset yeah. is. So you just got to incorporate the techniques that you learn into your own personality. Okay. And that way you can enjoy your fight, too. Because if you try to fight a certain way, which my last fight, it was like that. You know, I try to fight, you know, a certain way for someone else, for my coaches, for this. And, and then all of a sudden, I just felt like it wasn't my fight. So okay. It's like, you know, you got you to gotta incorporate a whole bunch of different factors okay when it comes to your own martial arts style are because you technically it's your own style are you into psychology um a, a little bit i mean i don't know too much about it i'm, I'm in marketing which is kind of like a sister oh. psychology oh yeah <laughs> do you think like the way you guys fight is a a like uh a look into like who you are as a person or do you think it's like into like oh, your yeah. repressed self um yeah i i believe there i think in psychology, there's like three different, uh, what do you call that? Carl Jung had like the ego, the id, mm -hmm. and the... the uh, I forget what... I know yeah, everybody, you know, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. But like there's like this, like, I don't know what they call it. I think it might be called like super ego or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know which phase it is, but it's like this deep, uh, you know, deep desire within you that you know is subconscious okay you know it's subconscious and it could be like a dark desire whatever it is like to do something like i feel like when it comes to fighting you know being you know super aggressive and wanting to unleash you know uh everything that I wasn't able to do as a kid like you know just wanting to be violent why can't i be violent like yeah. the whole world tells me i don't want to be i can't be violent because i'm a female or i can't be violent because yeah. violence is bad like i want to be <laughs> I should yeah. be able to. There's a yeah. there's a literally, there's literally a market for everything. That's what yeah. that's what I like about the internet and I hate. But like people always, always, always want to tell people not to be violent. Like there's no there's no place where it's safe. Like 
I feel like every like every corner near McDonald's or a gas station, there should be like a little place people can sign waivers and fight for like <laughs> like three three minutes. Maybe three minutes isn't a, three minutes is too long for unexperienced people. Maybe like a minute, and everybody should sign a waiver. You should pay, and you get insurance just for just for that day, because like we we are literally seeing that people are extremely prone to violence. My son is one, and he's rough. He doesn't hit out of malice, but he he likes hitting stuff. Bring bring in, bring in the GMT. Oh, oh, he's coming. He's only one. But as soon as oh, only one. Oh, yeah. that's a good. That's a good uh, to start him early. Oh yeah, I have him yeah. kicking the pillow and stuff. Yeah. And I'm trying to work on punching, but he keeps like slapping me. So. Yeah, they have the they have that mini, mm. tiny kids Muay yeah, Thai. Yeah, mini Muay Thai. Yeah. yeah. I started when I was four. Um, and I, I yeah, I guess you're right. Like you know, the way you fight is how you are. Okay. I had a meme on Facebook that said like, uh, short people, <laughs> short people are like, mean. They're they're more prone to being mean or like they jump to conclusions uh, oh, just like shit. they have to jump with everything else in life. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta find some stuff because like I'm sh- I'm shorter, so I think I'm shorter than you. Yeah. <laughs> but like I don't see any I don't see any short memes. The only time I get cracked out about being short is uh, Coach Nate. So oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they always say like the shorter you are, like the more aggressive you are. I don't they call it a Napoleonic syndrome. But he was like five. He was five six, and I know. Was he? Yes, he. Yeah, I'm five one. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he he wasn't short, but. Okay. Yeah. I guess relative relative to like everybody else, I don't know. But I think like, I think somebody's aggressive. They're gonna be aggressive whether they're tall or short That's or true. anything. I I think like, like I I used to get called that because like I was always. I was always overconfident mm-hmm. and like it wasn't because I just thought I could do everything like the shit I know how to do I know how to do it and nobody's gonna tell me otherwise because I know so like when people would try to tell me something otherwise I'd be like no you're fucking wrong this is what's going on and be like oh you're just like that because you're short no I'm not like that because I'm short it's because I know and you're wrong like if I was if I was six nine I'd say the same shit to you but I think as I've gotten older like it's just like people want to make an excuse for why you are that makes them feel better and it's just like yeah I'm short but that doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything about my personality there's no there's no there's no study anywhere there's no consensus because dwarfs should be like the most violent motherfuckers in the world because they're they're really short I mean, not. aren't leprechauns like really <laughs> I, are they that's probably but they're, but they're not real they might be. They might be. Because every, like, all, like, like, all, like, mythical things, like, have a, like, a a ground or a starting point in reality. It's just, like, we don't, we don't know how to comprehend it. Okay. So we make stories about stuff to make it understanding for us. So Leprechaun was probably, like, this old midget that somebody robbed, and they were fucking shit up, and they weren't expecting it. And instead of saying, oh, I stole from a leprechaun or I stole from a short person, <laughs> leprechauns don't like you taking their gold and it was never your gold to start out with. I don't know. I don't, man, how that tangent happened? I, I don't know. But, I mean, as far as, like, height, that that was, like, an insecurity of mine. 
Yeah. Um, you know, besides being female and like really? mostly male gym. Yeah, being being short, especially especially my weight, like that, that's still kind of like uh, an insecurity, I guess, because like I'm 140, but I'm five one. My the last person I fought was five ten, so it was really tall difference. And like I'm naturally a bigger girl, mm-hmm. so losing the weight, like I'm supposed to be around one fifteen. Like at my height, I'm supposed to be one fifteen, so I can fight people around my height. Um, it'll be more equal. Um, so you know, it's kind of insecurity. Like I'm starting to get used to my height and mm-hmm. fighting tall people, and like you know, again finding my own color mm-hmm. when it comes to fighting others. It's like not just like my own style, yeah. but how I'm gonna apply it to other people. And most likely, the people that I'm gonna fight, especially at 140, 135, are gonna be much taller. But that's I think it's weird for the yeah. weight classes for women because women's bodies are like men have like two, maybe five. Body types for women have so many different varieties, and it's like 140 at your height. That's like if BMI didn't exist, I think your body type and your weight, especially for you five, I think that's perfect. Somebody five ten and they're 140. Yeah, she they, she was she, she was tall. She looks like a crackhead, probably. No, <laughs> no, she's a very nice girl, but like she. Yeah, she's she really tall. skinny. Yeah, I I don't know skinny. you. So. I was just like, yeah, and Coach Nate, he told me, like, yeah, your build is like a female Mike Tyson. And so, like, part of me, like, okay, don't tell this, but, well, I mean, it's a podcast, but <laughs> what can I do? I'm just saying, like, there was one time where I just felt like, you know, I might switch to boxing because my height will actually be a much better advantage. Okay. Because I'm closer to the ground, you know, my punches will be much stronger, especially with my legs. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're, like, bigger and they're shorter. Um, I have more leverage. Yeah. And, like, so there's going to be a lot of pop in my punches. Uh, Coach Nate can help me with that. It's just that, you know, there's much less girls in boxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's much less. And I'm just like, like, I, I, wanted, I wanted to do boxing. I want to do both. Um, but boxing was actually what I wanted to do first before Muay Thai. The okay. only reason I came here was because I saw that there's a fight team with uh, females there. There was okay. Jen. There was Jada. Jada was actually my mentor um, before she went into the Air Force. And then there's Katie. Okay. Katie, uh, Omar's fiance. So, yeah, I saw them in the fight team. I was like, and then I saw Coach Nate, the resident boxer. I was like, this is where I'm going to start fighting. Okay. Like, I might not be able to do boxing. Maybe Coach Nate will get me boxing fights later. But, like, I'm going to start here and see see where it goes. Okay. So that's where it went. But before Muay Thai, I was really into boxing. Like, of course, I'm Filipino, so I... I watch Manny Pacquiao like day and night, every fight. Always Pac-Man. watch Manny Pacquiao. But then I got into Gennady Golovkin, I got into Canelo, I got into the bigger names. I watched Lomachenko fight yesterday, okay. and he knocked out that guy in round four. Easy. Um, I don't know. There's something about boxing that is just so. It's 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 cool. <laughs> like okay. it's it's a, it's a sweet science. Like you're you're moving your head. You know you're so evasive, but you're also you also can be aggressive. Um, it's totally different from Muay Thai. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Muay, Muay Thai, like, what I've noticed is, like, when I see Muay Thai fighters fighting, mm-hmm. they're not as aggressive as boxers. Mm-hmm. But I think that's also because, like, there seems, I'm not saying that there's no risk to boxing because there is oh, there's a lot of, a lot there's a lot of risk. risk yeah. But it's not the same risk as, like, getting knee to the head yeah. or an elbow to your orbital socket or, yeah. like, 
I and that's the second thing. Like, you don't have to clinch in boxing. Like, I don't like to keep people close to me, so yeah. boxing is great. <laughs> <laughs> if, there were, if there was more females than, like, fighting in boxing in the southeast, especially, you know, the Florida area, yeah, um, yeah, I would definitely jump on it. But maybe later. We'll okay. You, maybe you can make it. Maybe you can do, like, a... A, like a little weekend or like summer thing and see how many women get into it because it, I think the biggest issue is like we're dealing with a lot of transitions and like people are being more aware yeah. of stuff that they that they can do the options like you were saying like your parents didn't want you to fight because you're a woman and all that stuff but like yeah. there's no reason why you shouldn't yeah. if anything there's more reasons why you should be fighting or learning to fight than not to yeah. Like, it's not like you're like, oh, you know, I want to be a makeup artist. Like, that's yeah. something, like... I mean, if you want to, you can. But, yeah, what I what I noticed with females in combat sports is it's very rare that you see, um, you know, another female that actually just wants to fight for the sake of fighting. You yeah. Know, you see a lot of guys are like, they walk in, it's like, yeah, I want to fight. Like, they enjoy, fight. they enjoy just, like, yeah. knocking, like, just trading blows with someone. Like, that's how I feel when I walk in. The first time I walked in, I was like, this is what I want to do. But like, you know, really? when you, yeah, like I've loved martial arts since I was, but since I can watch Jackie Chan, like just, <laughs> just seeing like people trade, you know, like, like strikes, it's just so cool. It's beautiful. Like it's, it's the art of movement and art of violence that is just, I wanted to be a part of since I was a kid. Okay. But like, it's really hard because when you want to find like other sparring partners, especially female to simulate the actual fight, mm -hmm. there's not a lot of females that want to walk into the gym and have that same mindset it's like oh yeah i'd like to spar but you know i'm here for like fitness goals which mm -hmm. is great or you know i'm here just to just to learn it or you know just to you know make other friends or just for the experience so yeah. it's like dang like where am i gonna find that other person that's gonna walk in and be like i want to fight too yeah you know i need that sparring partner but until then you know fighting or you know sparring with the guys is fine Oh yeah, yeah that's it's, fine. It's, it's actually probably better. Better, <laughs> yeah, because I get knocked around more. They got more mm -hmm. power, so I gotta, I gotta really think. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, let's go back to being short because that was something <laughs> like, I mean, I'm short. I'm. You're how tall are you? Five one. You're five one. I've been telling people I'm five three, and I think you're taller than me. So either you're lying or I'm lying. I don't know. Like people told me, like you're not five one, and then Coach Nate was like, "You're four eleven. Like, no, so like, no, you're I not four eleven. Four eleven. I've seen four eleven people, and they're like right at my eyebrow. Oh. So well, I don't know what I am. I need to go get myself like professionally measured. Because <laughs> on the on the fight cards, I've been telling people that I'm five one. Okay. And then other people was like, I oh, know, I think you're five two, but then my roommate's like five two, and I'm shorter than her, so I'm like, oh. maybe she's lying. <laughs> I, I think I might be lying too. I, <laughs> <laughs> I need to go get my height checked. <laughs> Me too. That's it's weird that you said you're. It was like a insecurity because like when everybody I know thinks about women, they think women should be short. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I guess when it comes to, like, you know, actually being a female, like, it's nice to be short because mm -hmm. guys will be taller and, you know, that, that just, that dynamic works, yeah. you know, between a girl and a guy. But when it comes to fighting, especially at my weight, and I'm naturally, like, a bigger girl, um, fighting taller girls mm -hmm. or, like, always spar sparring taller guys or yeah. bigger guys, it's just like, oh, why can't I be taller? Or, like, because I'm a naturally bigger person and I'm shorter, yeah. like, I gotta eat less. 
You know, yeah. there, are, there are people who are 6'4", who can eat 4,000 calories, so three pizzas, and not gain weight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what did I do in my last few lives to be this short? Like, what is this karma? Like, can I be your height? <laughs> like, I don't really care about the look. Like, I want to be able to eat. I want to be able to fight. Like, you're you're probably eat. a lion in your past life. They're right? <laughs> <laughs> trying to make you suffer for all those gazelles or something. Maybe, yeah. Cause I, I love rare steak. Like, I'll eat my steak. Oh, me. shit. Maybe you're right. <laughs> 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 like, it has to ooze out. Like Really? Yeah. I have, I, you're the only person that I've met. I, I won't, like... I won't make it rare, but mm -hmm. if like I go to like a bistro, like a like the Brazilian steakhouse, mm -hmm. they bring out some rare stuff. I'll eat it. Yeah. So that's I don't pretty... know. There's something about it, just like being bloody, that adds to it. Cause if you, you get it well done, like who are you? Just eat some chicken. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shit, go go eat some steak fries. Go eat anything. Go eat a hamburger from McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. There was a um, <coughs> Filipinos are like meat eaters. Mm -hmm. I guess they get that from the Spaniards, or they're just naturally meat eaters. Like. My, uh, when I was young, my dad took me out to, I guess, a hunting range. And I was really young. I don't know why he took me out. My mom got so mad at him. They, <laughs> they shot a goat in front of me and then dragged it near me and then drunk it down with vinegar so it can get drunk and, like, burn the inside and then slit its throat. And then I watched... And you know, usually kids they get like traumatized, right? Yeah. So, oh my god, you kill the animal in front of me! I was like, oh, this is how meat gets on the table. This is so exciting! Like, and then every time we drove like on family trips next to the farm, I'm like, look at all those cows that are just walking around by itself. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just like some. I just like meat. <laughs> no, no, there's, not, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong about it. It's not like you're going around like kicking puppies and no, stuff. No, yeah, like, no, I'm like I love puppies. I just you know if I see meat in the market, I'm not gonna waste it. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. funny. <laughs> oh, and there and there's some jokes here too because there's like some vegans here, and so like uh, we we'll openly talk about rare steak. <laughs> yeah. Well, is a vegan here? Omar said he was, but then he said no, he, he's not. He said something about uh, he was supposed to be vegan and then he ate a hamburger and he's like fuck it I'm gonna finish it uh, who all are the vegans here uh, Krujal is a vegan really um, and he's very polite one like he lets us talk about meat and stuff but yeah he's, he's a vegan okay um, coach Nate was I don't know if he is he's I can't, on and off I can't see him being a vegan yeah I'm just like he's like you know steak will give you like I don't know. I know what he says. I'll say. I'll say it for you. It make your stuff stop working. That's yeah, what he always I'm, talks about. I'm just like, you know what? I gotta just enjoy life, and meat meat helps me enjoy life. Meat and fighting, yeah. food. Do you know what your blood type is? I know it's a weird question. I I don't know. Like okay. I've been trying to know. Um, I feel like it might be A B, but mm. I just do that based on like the Japanese blood type tests. Uh, Have you ever heard like A is like the shy, um, you hmm. know, introverted type? And then AB is like the bipolar, like, oh, yeah, you can be shy, but then you can also be crazy as well. No, I haven't. You have to send me that. The yeah, I'll send you it. Like, it's very popular in Japanese culture. And if you're B type, you're the worst type ever. You might not even get a job. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're type B, like, you got to put that on your resume in Japan and Asia. Like, like if they see that you're type B, no. But if you're type A, yeah, great. AB, it's okay. That's... Oh, it's okay. Oh, man. But type that... B, that's just like... Now I have some more stuff to read today. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I asked that because, like, the blood type, there's a blood type uh, diet that they have. Oh. It's not, like, 100% and the author even acknowledges that. 
but like O is the original blood type. Okay. So they process meat much better. No. Um, so that's why I was asking, because you might be O. Oh, um, maybe. Yeah, I need to go get it actually tested. I don't know why when you take like a lipid panel, they just don't tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah, there should be something. Yeah. It might be in your medical records if you have. Maybe. So. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I've been on the ketogenic diet for like two years now, and um, that's, it really, I like it. Okay. Because every, I mean, I love carbs, but every time I eat carbs, I can gain 20 pounds in like two weeks. Okay. <laughs> it's all like water weight, and I guess that this, the glycogen just sticks with me, and you, you know, I just. You might be, you might be type O, because type yeah. O is the hunter-gatherer, so fruits, veggies, mm -hmm. um, and meat. And I'm talking about high fat meat. And yeah, yeah. If, if you're on the keto, your your fat I'm goes always up. Always eating like high fat steaks, mm -hmm. or you know, I'm always eating salmon, fatty salmon. Okay. Yeah, because that that helps me. They have like nice omega three fatty acids, and it keeps your your brain going for mm -hmm. you know sustained energy for training. Yep, and that's what your body. If you are a typo, that's what your body prefers as its yeah. energy source. Vice, yeah. I'm a. A, mm -hmm. and being vegetarian is like ideal for me. Okay. Um, and I can eat low fat, and I love hamburgers, so I'm not gonna say I don't eat them. Mm -hmm. But when I do eat them, like I crash. Yeah. Like yeah, I, that's how I feel with carbs. Like I love, I love pizza and I love bread, but every time I eat it, like I just feel like, oh god, I feel like shit. Right yeah. Now. But if I just eat like the ketogenic diet, like high fat, moderate protein, mm -hmm. uh, low carbs, like I feel good. Like it's good. Normal and the weight stays off. Okay. So. The only thing I don't like about keto is that it's the new thing, and then everybody wants to hop on board. Yeah, and it really depends on you. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people, they get on me because they're just like, "Oh yeah, you're one of those keto evangelists." It's like, no, <laughs> you can have whatever diet you want. It just happens that my body type just yeah. really responds well to high fat, moderate protein. Like I just want to eat my meat, eat my pork yeah. belly and then still be on a fat adapted state and have yeah. that sustained energy. Cause like, yeah, on keto, like I can, I can train for five hours, I'll be fine. Okay. Because it's pulling from like the fat stores. I'm always in ketosis and it just, it just, I have a better mood. Um, cause it also helps with, originally the ketogenic diet was for people with epilepsy. Oh, I and did not it know it helps that. with like depression and things like that. So being in a ketogenic state, it, like it also elevates your mood. Um, I don't know how, I think it's like the ketones that are, okay. that get produced in your liver and things like that. It changes like the dy dynamic in your brain. Um, but I'd have to look into it more. It just It's just a diet that fits me. Everybody yeah. else has their own diet. You can't, there's no one diet that fits all. It depends on like the food that you want, um, you know, your lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, you gotta find out what works for you. Yeah, You. whenever, when I was training, I would always tell people like, I'm not gonna, tell you what I think about a diet plan all I'm gonna say is try it for a month or two ideally three months um, and your biggest things that you need to look for is your energy your bowel movements yeah and how you feel yeah and if all of that stuff is working and you're losing weight or gaining weight whatever you're trying to do that's the diet for you and don't let anybody change it yeah. because like when I was training people would get on keto and they'd feel like shit even yeah. after the induction phase. Okay, yeah, the two week phase of mm -hmm. keto. Then it might not be for them. Yeah, and yeah. I, I would try to tell them, they'd be like, 
but I have a friend that did this and this and that. And I'm just like, yeah. that's not you. We're dealing with yourself. I really feel like it's based on your body type, your diet preferences, what you do for training and things like that. Yeah. Like, just being on the keto diet, I'm also doing, um, technically I'm doing OMAD, which is like one meal a day. So okay. I'll do one huge meal. Oh, so you're fasting for... Uh, well, it just works out for me because okay. like in the morning, like I'll wake up and I'm like, I'm not hungry. Like I'll have maybe MCT oil with, uh, you know coffee what's mct oil um medium chain triglycerides okay so that's a fatty acid that goes straight to your liver it doesn't um you know it doesn't process through your bloodstream and stuff like okay. that it goes straight to your liver and it works like a carbohydrate oh. so it's like fast energy um and according according to other people who've done keto here it makes you poop <laughs> i guess it's because it goes through fast through your liver and it, like mm -hmm. processes but yeah it's like quick energy okay um and it helps like i guess the ketone production which is also another source of energy um but yeah like just being on uh, one meal a day and having that big meal because i tried like you know the low fat high carb five meals a day i tried the low fat uh high carb five meals a day and i just get irritated five meals a day yeah you know you know how like uh you know lifters they have like five meals a day throughout mm -hmm. the day just to sustain the glycogen in their body mm -hmm. and stuff and like that i'm like my boyfriend tried to put me in that and i got yeah. irritated i was like no <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. go back on my high fat you know because you're one meal a day you're thing. ignoring your body's clock your body's clock for hunger yeah um that's funny that you said that because my biggest things now is like i can't get rid of hamburgers in my life but i want to be vegetarian so what i do like if I'm going to eat a hamburger, I plan it, and like I fast the day before and I fast the day after for a couple of hours, and then I eat something really light. Um, that's pretty cool. I might actually get my wife to try a keto, okay? Because I know for a fact that she's O, okay. Um, and I try. I I'm not gonna say I tell her what to do. I try to recommend mm -hmm. uh, what she should eat, and. She loves eating potatoes, rice. You, you name a carb, she's probably eating it. Oh, I don't know if keto's <laughs> But she, she's not like. She goes through phases with it. Like she, okay. like she overeats it. It's not like she's eating her portion and then it's like, oh, maybe I, carb cycling. I want to try something a little bit okay. less technical with her. Okay. Because carbs, carb cycling takes a lot of like discipline and patience. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. Because I, tr I tried that, uh, I wanted to do a bodybuilding show, um, and I was trying to put on weight, and I was eating double my portions of protein, carb cycling, and like I was eating like 6,000 calories a day, and I got a kidney infection. Oh. Yeah. Because of all the protein? That's, that's what Wait, I... how many grams of protein were you eating a day? <sighs> It was probably close to like 160. Really? And that gave me a kidney infection? Because I eat like, shit, I better watch it. But <laughs> no, but that, that, that's a testament to like the differences with us. Like I can eat up to like 200 grams a day sometimes. <laughs> it feels no. normal. Like it wasn't like, it may, it may have even be, been less because like I'd eat like some bacon or some chicken or something in the morning. I eat like a lunch size portion because... I'm not eating multiple times, but I'd like eat three times a day instead of five, and I'd just fit my meals in like that. Um, and I got that kidney infection, and I was like, 
why the hell would I get a kidney infection? Like, I'm not eating anything different. There's nothing going on. Um, they thought it was a, what are the... Kidney stone? Yeah, they thought it was a kidney stone. Yeah, because well, it was a big protein. Mm-hmm, but nothing nothing passed through. It was just a clump of blood. Okay. And that's what made me go to the hospital. I see. Maybe so it was a blood clot? I'm, it, all, so, he didn't really, he, he did a kidney test and he punched me and I got fucking pissed. <laughs> what? And he didn't hit me hard. It was just like a soft tap and okay. I was like, don't fucking hit me again. Okay. Because I was in pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when the blood passed through, I was like, oh man, this is like, this is something serious. So it gave me antibiotics and like, I'm really like aware of my body. Okay. So I could feel that like one urinary tract from coming from my kidney wasn't pumping the same way. Like when I go to That's the bathroom. You just really have to think about it. Like, okay, just people, instead, like I think hypochondriacs have that same gift, oh. but they use it for like they use it for evil. Like, oh, I'm in pain. This hurts, and I can feel this. Instead, I'm just like, keep it to myself. I what do I feel right now? So like, when I would pee, like I could feel one side wasn't pumping right, mm-hmm. and I could feel like whatever the the clot coming through and passing. And when it finally came through, I was like, oh god, I feel so much better. And after that, I was like, okay, what am I doing differently? I was like, okay, I've been 150 before and not had the same problems. So what am I doing? Oh, I doubled up my protein intake. Yeah, maybe your body's just not used to it. It's, like, what was your diet before? Uh, I, I eat intuitively. I kind of eat okay. whatever I want. If I eat a lot of fat, okay. you know, I'll eat a lot of veggies and something light later. Um, I kind of just eat. I listen to my taste buds. Um, so I don't really like, I don't like being on diets because it's like, oh man, now I can't eat what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've noticed, I went vegetarian for like six months. And that was the smallest I've been. Like I dropped down to like 115. Dang, that's where I'm supposed to be. But I was like energetic. Yeah. But like, I didn't like feeling light because when I'm lifting weights, yeah. Um, a big a big part about like when people are lifting heavy weights, your mass versus another mass. So like if you drop a lot of weight quick, you're not gonna yeah. be able to move the same amount of weight. Yeah. And that was like hell no for me. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna figure out like a way to be vegetarian, mm-hmm. but also like have that weight I want because it's something I want to get back into. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's a workaround. Like, I'm trying to do a workaround for keto because, like, what I noticed for, you know, doing the ketogenic diet and fighting is that, you know, being in a fat-adapted state, like, fat uh, burns less fast than, you know, glycogen. Yeah. So, like, doing explosive things, anaerobic exercises, like, you know, the kicks and, yeah. like, you know, the sprinting, you know, sprinting on the bags or doing even sparring, like, you're going to be – you might be slower. So yeah. I've been – it's been like a year of me trying to find a workaround with that. Like last, uh, a few months ago, I tried just taking pre-workout and see if that mm-hmm. changes everything. Yeah, it did change stuff. I get gassed more easily because yeah. I think it just made me crash. And also I get anxiety because I'm like, you know, caffeine sensitive. So I was like, no, let's uh-huh. not do that. Let's not do that. Especially with the MCT oil, like my mind was crazy. I guess it was just like good mood, bad mood. Blah. But yeah, so um, I lifting actually helped. Okay. Like I can't lift as much, you know, because I'm on a ketogenic diet and I'm like, I don't really have that much glycogen in my body. 
There's a workaround so, for that, for sure. Is there? Yes, uh, submaximal training. So using lighter weights, okay. but being more explosive while oh, you're doing okay. it. And that trains you to be fast. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I've, been, I've been doing a lot of deadlifts and, you know, the regular squats, compound exercises. Yeah. And it's been helping. It's been helping with my explosiveness and my strength and my yeah. quickness. So, like, you know, being on the ketogenic diet, it's not much of an excuse anymore. Yeah. Like, just being able to lift and, like, work the yeah. explosive power, okay. it actually helps my have speed. You, have you also tried, uh, like, explosive exercises, like like box hops and stuff like that? That stuff. Man, I hate those. I'm so short. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to send you a whole bunch of stuff because, like, the training is, like, that's what my brain is, like, what I know I know. And if oh, I don't yeah. know, um, like, there's a – so you can do, like – you can do the deadlifts and stuff the way you're normally doing, and yeah. then you can do like a, it's a PAP, it's a post peripheral activation, mm -hmm. something. I, I know the term and I know the acronym, but uh, it's basically doing one explosive exercise before you do your lift, mm -hmm. and the carryover is that the weight is more explosive when you do it. Oh, nice. um, yeah, there's not a lot of research with that. it. Um, and then yeah, because I notice when I lift and then I train afterwards, I am explosive. Yeah. Like it just comes out. I'm like, Whoa. oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah. So, damn, this thing, this thing has a. I hate this one because this one has a time limit on it. Okay. So I'm using the new app, but uh, so sixty guess... minutes. So, um, is there anything you want to close with? Because we only got a little bit of time left. Um, well, I mean, I had fun talking with you, just like reviewing like everything that uh, just made me start Muay Thai and just okay. having like a refreshed sense of like, yeah, I remember why I started, you know, um, I, I just want to keep going, especially I have a fight coming up, hopefully, when? in May 18th, it'll be here at JMT. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people on the fight, or like, yeah, on the fight board. I want to be yeah. on it. You want to be on that? Yeah, I mean. I can't fight yet. Well, once you take your test, then, you know, probably like fall or like early next year okay most likely okay. but yeah you know um it's just it's just good to just renew why i started Muay Thai. so thank you that's awesome i'm glad we had to sit down and you're definitely awesome um you're not as shy as you said you were <laughs> i thought you were gonna be oh mousy and this and that but you're, you're really cool you definitely you, you know your shit um you're definitely into Muay Thai and if I have a daughter, you know, you're going to be the first person that Heck I tell yeah. her to uh, come learn how to fight from. Yeah, we'll make her a fighter. <laughs> she better be because I'm not, I'll get a gun, but, you know, <laughs> I can't just go around shooting people all yeah, day. Right, right. So you knock out one person like everybody else falls in line. <laughs> so, sweet, we're out. <laughs>